Good Tuesday to everyone listening around the world. Hidden Treasures Revealed is on the air at a little bit bit different time today. Anybody listening, we welcome you in and those who will be listening in the future. And uh, we will get started here in just a moment. Well, Phil, we're back here together, this time on a Tuesday morning here on the East Coast. How are things going for you this morning? As usual. It's going to be a functional day. There's always going to be an opportunity for hiccups along the way, but I believe it's more in a mindset how you set your tone for the day that determines how you'll get through the day. So, Well, look at that, setting the tone. That's something that y'all brought out through me a while back and, well, for everybody as well, that you you set the tone with your attitude, your mindset and things. And, um, yeah, normally today, gosh, at this time, we'd either probably be just getting up or getting ready for work and just happens to be a holiday, Fourth of July holiday, and, made the decision just to have the podcast earlier. And with this, this is really where we're going to start is going off of the holiday itself that us here in the United States, which is the celebration of the 4th of July, which is referred to as Independence Day. And got the gears rolling in my mind about this. We were actually walking last night and you'd made a statement on something And there's a recent post that we put up on Facebook on the Hidden Treasures Revealed Facebook page, something given by uh, out to everybody that if you haven't been on our Facebook page, we have some posts there, Hidden Treasures Revealed. And there's a recent post in there that actually refers to Independence Day, which is today, well, in the world, Independence Day. And what got my mind going on this, I was thinking about the holiday itself and it's referred to as independence day and don't know if a lot of people even know the history behind it i just came to mind now that it's about being independent of england or great britain and that was the goal of the revolutionary war was to be set free from the control of england because if you think about it America being formed was because we're going to break away dependency from England. So the actual wording itself is there is independence from England, meaning that, okay, we're going to leave dependency on them and we are now going to be dependent ourselves. And this is what got me going on this. And there was a statement made, and this is something that was given to us by Yah and the statement itself, as I was meditating on this, there's a correction on it or a changing of the wording for understanding. 
that there was a statement made that Yah wants us to be independently dependent. But there's a deeper understanding on this that Yah gave. And the truth of this is, is that in life, no matter what you do, you cannot get away from dependency. And people may say, well, how is that? You know, I, I don't depend on anybody. I, But when you say, I don't depend on anybody, then what do you say? I depend on myself. Well, dependency is there. You may be have left dependency on somebody else, but you are still, it's one of those that we've had from Yah, is this is one of those constants, that dependency is a constant. You are always going to have dependency on someone, someone else, or something. You, you cannot escape this. Even had this thought this morning of Yah themselves, you would think, well, Yah doesn't depend on anybody. Think about that because does Yah not depend on the truth? Does Yah not depend on us to preach the gospel to all nations and people? Now, does Yah need us to do what they do? I would say yes. They choose us to do it, to, to help them. Yah is how could you even exist if you're not dependent on something. So it just got my mind going on talking about faith in Yah, because that's the one of the main reasons of this podcast is to talk about the truth of God and what true faith in Yah is. And what is freedom? What does freedom look like in faith in Yah? Because freedom in the world, the world is going to do what it's going to do, but we are called here to talk about freedom what that looks like in faith. And in regards to being free, free is all about where you were leaving from something, meaning you're set free from jail. You're released from jail or prison. Being free means you are released from that particular place. That the goal is if you've been released from prison and you're truly reformed, or in the process of reforming, that you do not return to that prison. The goal is when you're released from this, don't come back here again. And it's the same way with the faith journey in Yah, that get to the point where you are set free from sin, which means you've been released from sin. You are leaving sin now. Don't go back to it. You now have freedom from sin in Messiah, don't go back to that life anymore because you now have the state of being released from a place. But just because you're released from sin doesn't mean that you have freedom to do anything you want to do. Well, we'll get into this later, but you do have freedom to do what you want to do. The essence of faith is find a place where you are set free from sin so that you are now walking in the ways of God. You've departed the life of sin. You are now independent from sin, and you are now dependent on God. The goal of faith is get away from sin, because if you stay in sin, then you're not going to see the kingdom of God. So we have an independence day when we have circumcision of the heart. We are released from sin, but... We are not now not dependent on anybody. We are now dependent on God in our faith journey. So just thinking about the holiday itself and 
people will say, well, America is a free country. Well, it is a free country, meaning that you've been set free from control of Britain. But don't think just because it's a free country, you can go out and be lawless and have no consequence. Same thing with the kingdom of God that, yeah, you've been set free from sin and you're walking in the ways of God, but that doesn't mean that you're free to sin again. You're actually free not to sin. You you have a journey that you walk that you learn from God. Yah teaches you the ways of righteousness and you walk in them. And that's why Paul in his writings, hey, you've you've left this life of sin. Don't walk in it any longer. You you've been set free from sin. Don't walk in it any longer. You've gotten away from it. Now walk in the ways of God, walk in the freedom that you have. But walking in the things of God takes responsibility and action on your part to make sure that you are living it right and that you are dependent upon God. The The statement being made was being independently dependent. What the statement should say is, we are called by Yah to have freedom in dependency. Meaning that we're always dependent on Yah, but what Yah does is Yah releases us giving us the ability to have self-control so that what they teach us, they give us the freedom to walk in what they've taught us. It's just like you're a child living at home, that you're a dependent on your parents. You get married, you go to college. Okay, well, I'm giving you freedom to take these lessons that I've taught you and you get to put them into practice and you get to control yourself. You're still dependent on me because I'm, I'm here to help you. But now you get the opportunity to put this into practice and you do it. Messiah had this with the disciples that I'm going to teach you to be fishers of men. I'm, I'm going to, I'm with you. You're dependent on me, but now because of that dependency, I'm going to give you freedom to go and preach this good news. I'm still here with you to help, but my confidence is now in you that I've taught you this and that you're now ready to go out and continue this message. And so I had this word come to mind in regards to dependency and being dependent is thinking about dependency as being a source. The Yah is the source of all things. So dependency means you, you have the source. Yah is your source. Just like if you went to a dictionary it is, is a, what's referred to as a resource, which re again, water is a natural resource. We have living water. We have the word of God. The truth is a source of information. So we're always going to be dependent on God because they're always our source for everything. But it's just like the Bible. Once you learn what's in the Bible, once you are learning the word of God, that now your source is not the Bible, but it's the word of God. So we're always going to be dependent on God, but God is not going to do everything for us. Yah is going to teach us how to be self-controlled so that you take this message and you control yourself because of your application of it. But I am still here as the source of everything that you need. So it's just, just like a, a child growing up to maturity. You go to high school, you go off to college that I'm not going to be there telling you how to do everything every second. I'm giving you this information so that you can learn 
and you can apply it for yourself. And if you need help, I'm here. And we know this for sure because Yah says, never will I leave you nor forsake you. I will not do that. Now you can leave and forsake me. You walk away from faith, but in faith, as long as you don't turn from it, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So you can depend on me. But, and, and I'm going through this in my faith journey right now, that it, it was a process of Yah would say, tell me when to say things, how to do things. And now, okay, well, now I'm entrusting you with this, that you take the information that we're teaching you and you decide when you speak, you decide when you do certain things, because I want you to have this freedom and dependency. If you need anything, I'm here, but I'm, I've taught you, I'm teaching you. Now it's time for you to go on and, and do it. So these are just the thoughts I had in regards to this because so much of this every year we'll have holidays in the world. Like you just happen to have a day off today with Independence Day. And it was just really neat because I was just sitting at home and it just came to mind is what is true freedom, independence and faith in God? Because this is a, a worldly holiday. This isn't a celebration that Yah has said that this is a feast that you celebrate. And our life in faith, everything is faith. Everything is spiritual. So taking this to the spiritual, what is it about freedom and independence from a faith perspective? What is true freedom? What is independence? What is dependence? And this is just an important message for people to know because people assume that, for example, you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and you're free. Well, but are you really free or are you still a slave? You know, it's just just different aspects of this. So, Phil... Give it over to you. Any thoughts you have on this this subject? Well, you are both free and a slave. It's the way it works. People think freedom is just, well, I'm free. I'm free. But what you don't understand is, what people don't understand is that when you're freed from something, you're binding yourself to something else. You're connecting yourself to something else. So freedom isn't completely free across the board where you're absolutely free of everything and you're free to do anything you want to do. No, they, in the Declaration of Independence, claiming their freedom from uh, England, why do we have the Constitution? If it was all about just being free, then we would have no constitution. No, it's a transformation of what you used to be a slave to, to what you choose to be a slave to. And it doesn't matter how you look at it. You, you don't get completely free because once you free yourself from one thing, you bind yourself to another. And that's not a bad thing. It's the way, uh, it's the way things go. Uh, the Bible talks about it, that you'll be a slave to either God or depravity, the enemy. You, you're going to be a slave to one or the other. Your freedom will be which one you're free from. If you're free from God, then you're, you, you, can, uh, you bind yourself to live a life of depravity. And if you're free from the uh, world and the enemy, then you live a life of righteousness because 
you don't have the freedom now to live like you did before. And when they formulated this country, they didn't have the idea, well, we're going to free ourselves from England, but then we're going to operate just like England did. We're going to get a a king or a queen, and we're going to have them over us. No, we separated from that because we don't want people telling us what to do. And it's interesting because that's what people are looking for, the freedom from you telling me what to do. But they didn't want England telling them what they had to do, so they separated from it, only to set in place rules that those who live here have to follow. So you're bound to one or the other. And so and, and the, it's evident which one you're bound to. If you are a child of God, a full-fledged child of God, you will not sin because that's what you were set free from. You were set free from sin, so you bound yourself to righteousness. It's a, it's a free will choice for you to free yourself from one thing and bind yourself to another. But it's an absolute fact that when you're freed from one thing, you're not just free to do anything you want now. You, you can do anything you want. No. You have to walk in line with the ideal that, okay, well, I didn't like this, so I separated from myself from it, so I'm, I'm free from that. But I still have rules on this other side that I have to follow. And if anybody tries to argue that, it's just uh, futile because it's a reality of truth that you can't get away from. The key is, what are you free from? Too many people claim that they're free from the enemy, but the evidence proves that they're still bound to the enemy. And someone will say that, well, it's impossible to not sin. We have this body of flesh, and it's impossible to not sin. Well, you prove with that statement that you don't believe the truth of God because it said that... Oh, I lost my train of thought. Hey. I don't know. Could it be when the sun sets you free? I don't know if that was it. Which when that, that statement and the word of God, when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed, which the word, what that means is you are free from the life of sin. So since you were set free from that, why are you living in it any longer? And that's where the warning was, is because of programming, you're going back to those old things. No, you've been set free from it so that you can now live to God now. But if you stay in that, then you can't live to God. That, and that's, you are free. You are set free from sin so that you are now bound to God. And that's the thing. When you crucify yourself with Messiah, the written code is nailed to the cross because that's what bounds you to sin. So you're set free from that. You're set free from the written code. So now you have 
freedom now to walk in the spirit of the law, which has responsibilities. So you're walking in God's way that you are not free to sin again. No, you're free to not sin again. So you just, what came to mind was, is you change control. You're either under the control of sin or you're under the control of Yah, which is grace or Yah gives grace so that you can now walk in their, their truth. I don't know if that's where you were going. Um, well, that's a good direction, but it was the fact of the word says that uh, with God, all things are possible. So if you state you have faith in God, but say something is impossible, then you don't have faith in God. And that's just the fact of it. If you continue to live a life of sin, I don't care how much you profess you don't like it or you don't want it. As long as you're living a life of sin, you're not freed from sin. And if you're not freed from sin, you're not freed from the enemy. And if you're not freed from the enemy, you do not have faith in God. What you have faith in is that what you put your dependency in, which is what the teachings of the false teachers have been to tell people that you can have freedom from sin or freedom from uh, the, the devil, but yet you can still sin. And that's an impossibility because if you've freed yourself from sin and from the enemy, that means you've bound yourself to God and righteousness. And so you have to find that place of righteousness where you are a slave to righteousness. I'm a slave to righteousness. I want to be a slave to righteousness. I've I professed that to Yah, and they've given me the circumcision of the heart, the equivalent of driving the all through the ear, that I'm bound to God, which means I'm bound to walk in line and walk in obedience to God and God alone. Now, we do have aspects that come up within our lower conscience that we have to deal with because whatever's in your subconscious, it's in your subconscious and you don't know it's there until you see it and then you deal with it. And the whole objective there is to free yourself from one thing to bind yourself to another. If I dig into my subconscious and I figure out that, you know, I'm being hateful to somebody and that's not appropriate. Well, I'm going to uh, lose that aspect of being hateful, and I'm going to bind myself to God of being loving. You know, why am I hateful? Because I'm doing everything for self, and if what you're doing doesn't agree with what I think is right for me, then I'm going to have hatred towards you rather than, no, I bind myself to love, which means I'm going to do what's best for you. You may not feel like it's best for you, but in reality, it is the best thing for you because you have to hear the things that you don't want to listen to, that you you have to hear things in order to be able to have an opportunity to be free from something. You have to hear that there is an opposite perspective, and then you have to make a decision. Do I want to be free from this, and do I want to bind myself to this other aspect. And this is just another aspect of what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And if you don't loose yourself of sin here, 
then it's not going to be loosed from you when you're in the, in uh, at the white throne judgment, and therefore you have to be removed because you didn't loose yourself for it. You will always be bound to that. But if you loose yourself from sin, which means you will live righteous, you will not sin, then when you get to the white throne judgment, well, oh, okay, I can see you're with me. You over here, you who practice lawlessness, you go over here because you you said, you professed that you committed your life to me, but you continued to sin, and you didn't continue to uh, in the truth of the word of God, which shows that you were not bound to God. And this is a, a great thing to be talking about so that people know that you can be free from one thing, but you must know that when you free yourself from one thing, you will bind yourself to another. So be careful what you're freeing yourself from because many have in the pretense of freeing themselves from God I mean, freeing themselves from the world and the enemy has have actually freed them to not be okay with God, to not be right with God. That's why you would say, you know, well, well, I don't understand why God did this, and that's not right, and it's not. But you're claiming faith in God. Well, if you have faith in God, then you've turned your life in repentance that you believe in everything that they're about anyway, so why are you complaining against God? And so it's just... Uh, good stuff to talk about to know that people have to know the reality of freedom you live in this country i live in this country and we are freed from the rule of other countries but that doesn't mean that you can go uh speeding down the interstate at 120 miles an hour and oh no go ahead no, no big deal. I mean, if that was the case, we wouldn't have police officers. If if you were truly free in this country, like people think, well, why do we even have police officers? But you you have a problem with the police officer when he pulls you over for doing for speeding, but you don't have a problem calling the police officer when somebody's trying to break into your house. Well that person trying to break in, aren't they free? Don't they live in this free country? And this is where things get so twisted and, and uh, mutilated and put into a per, uh, perspective that's not even true because you're thinking that, well, I can do anything I want to do. This is a free country, you know, so freedom of speech. Well, your, your freedom of speech was not intended that you can sit there and berate somebody and put them down and curse at them. The objective of freedom of speech was so that the government wasn't in control of your uh, what you were speaking about and them to be able to say, no, you can't talk about that. It had nothing to do with the fact that, you know, well, I can curse you out and, and it's a free, it's a free uh, country, so I can do what I want to do. No, you can't. But in this country, we've, I uh, moved the boundary lines on things to allow people to think that they can get away with it because 
well, we, we're just not going to uh, fight this because it's just going to be a big stink and everybody's going to get in an uproar. And yeah, so what? Freedom fighters truly fight for freedom, but they have to know that what they're fighting for freedom, they're fighting to be bound to somebody else or something else to another set of rules. You can't be completely uh, just absolutely independent on your own by yourself, period, and it's okay. It doesn't work that way. And that's why God made it clear that you're going to be a slave to one or the other. You're going to be a slave to uh, depravity or you're going to be a slave to righteousness. And we had talked about this on a podcast before, and this is a part of faith in God. People, because of the programming, just that ingrained programming in the cognitive dissonance, whenever people hear, and this isn't a every person, a lot of people, you hear the word slavery, and it goes immediately to, all right, well, I can't do what I want, and I, and you're holding me back. And, and yes, there was a time in America where, and not only here, because it came from a different country, different continent of slavery, and yes, people were forced into situations to where they were sold and different things. I'm not, we're not negating any of that, but when people hear the word slavery, what they don't understand is they don't understand that they're a slave in their everyday life. But what happens is it gets put to oppression of you can't force me and you can't tell me what to do. Well, the word of God says you're either going to be a slave of sin or a slave of righteousness. You're either a slave to God or you're a slave to the enemy. You, because the word doesn't say there are new masters. No, there are, you can only serve one master because in faith you will hate the one master, which is the life of sin, and you will love the other master, which is, yeah, the way of righteousness. Either you're going to hate God and love the enemy or love the enemy and hate God. And people say, no, that, think about it. You can't eat from the table of God and the table of demons. That's another example of, you cannot claim the life of God and live that and still live in sin. God makes a separation. And that's why you had brought up the white throne judgment. Why do people say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do all these things? Yeah, you did all these things, but you were still sinning. Therefore, get away from me. You didn't find a place to be a slave to God. You're, you're in error in this. And what you speak about the freedom it just speaks to us here. We were just talking last night and well, let's change the podcast time. No, we can't do that because God won't No, Yah has given us freedom that because of being trustworthy, that we know you're going to do the podcast and we've been consistent in that. Yah has given us freedom to make decisions in this. Now, if Yah says, Hey, don't change the podcast time, then well, no God, I've got freedom for this. It would be, Oh, you don't want us to change it. Then we're not changing it. So, the we we have Yah has given us control in this, and that's the thing is is you you're set free from one thing, you're bound to another that you just change control. So now we're um, Yah has given us control, but it's their ability to say, hey, because our mindset is to do what Yah wants. So Yah says, hey, you're going to keep it at seven thirty. Then I don't care what we think, <laughs> we're going to keep it at seven thirty. But Yah has given us the responsibility, and because we've been doing this so long, 
and we're going to do it anyway. What does it matter if we change times other than Yah says no for a reason, leave it alone. Or we've even had times we'll do a separate podcast at a different time. So there's still responsibility on both sides. And I had this, Yah has given us, we got a concept from Yah about different ways we learn things. There's a, a visual way to learn. There's an auditory or hearing way or a um, tactile, like uh, examples. And I just had this picture in my mind of what happens. People say, yeah, I'm free. I've been released. And I had this picture in my mind of a jail cell. And I'm just looking in this room that we're in. You look at the doors here as, as the jail door. And we think I'm free. And what happens is the picture was you've got two jail cells back to back facing each other and the doors open and I'm free. And you go right out and you go into this, another jail cell right beside it. And you're like, I'm free. And wait a minute, I thought I was free. And you, you go into another jail cell where you're not free. You haven't left, but you think you have, it's just like if you're in a prison and the door goes open, you know, you come out of your cell. All right. And I'll go down into the yard Well, you're still in jail. Yeah. You might be out of the cell. But the thing is, is people say, yeah, I'm free. I can do whatever I want. And no, you're still in the same place that you were. You're still in prison. If you're released from prison, you must go to a different place because if not, you're still in the jail. And it just made me think of, well, I accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. I'm free. And this door comes open and you're still in the prison. You're just walking down to another level or you're in the yard or you're in the the cafeteria or the the gym or or the library, but you're still in prison but I'm free. I can see I'm free. I'm out of the cell. No, until you're actually released from that prison. And one of my favorite movies, we talked about this Shawshank redemption when the guy read and he, he came to the, the actual door, he had his suit on, he had his suitcase and they opened that final door. All right. You're released. You're out of prison, but the prison is still within you. You're like, he said, he's an institutional man. He's been institutionalized. And the, and the thing is, people have been institutionalized with the things of the world that you think by saying the statement that you're free and no, you're still bound to that life of sin until you leave it and you walk away. The, the point is, if you leave the life of sin, don't ever go back to that prison. Don't go back through that door. Don't look back. Keep going away from it. And just had that go through my mind that people think that you make this decision and you're set free. And that now you live for, for God. And it's like, no, you're still, you've got to get completely away from it. Not I sin, I ask for forgiveness. I sin, I ask for forgiveness. Well, no, you're still in prison. You're not for a time that, yeah, you're, you're in that prison and yes, you walk in repentance and you get that rehabilitation. Okay. Now you've proven that you're a changed person, that you're changing. And so now I will let you free from this, but what did Messiah say to the person? Leave your life of sin or something worse will happen to you. He didn't say, leave your life of sin and go back. No, leave it. Don't go back to it because you're now, if you leave your life of sin, you're bound to God and God has no sin in them. So how could you have fellowship with God if you still continue to sin? Because we, we've said this before that we don't claim that we've never sinned. It's just that with circumcision of heart, sin is taken out of your heart, put into the body of flesh. You no longer sin anymore. So don't continue to do that because if you do, then you can't claim that you know God because if you knew God, then you would depart from it. 
and you wouldn't go back to it. So just had that example in my mind about people assume that they're released. Well, think of it from this perspective that in the reality of it, somebody else can't set you free. You have to set yourself free. Now, somebody else may have to open the door that you have the opportunity for freedom. But it's like you brought out about the prison. The prisoner who leaves the prison and they they walk through those doors, that doesn't determine their freedom. Their freedom is determined by themselves, and that will be determined by which way they go. If they continue to live the same life that put them in the prison in the first place, then they're still in prison. Right. They're not they they have not freed themselves from that. If they change the life and they're living as a law-abiding citizen, now you have freed yourself to be a law-abiding citizen and this ties into the fact that people are trying to get God to set them free. Grace is the opportunity for you to have freedom, but you must do your part. You must do your work to, to choose that you're going to be free from sin. And when you make that choice that you're going to be free from sin, then you bind yourself to God, which then gives you the ability to start working in that direction till you have circumcision of the heart. And then you will not sin after that, but it is not done by God. The opportunity comes about. And then once you prove to God that you that your mindset is that you freed yourself from sin, when they're convinced of that, that's when you'll get the circumcision of the heart, which will give you the true freedom from sin. But if you still sin after you have circumcision of the heart, you have to be removed. Anyone who continues to sin after gaining the knowledge of truth, there's nothing left for left for them but a fearful expectation of fire and judgment. Why? Because you had the opportunity to be free from sinning, but you chose to continue to sin, and therefore you chose to be bound to sin, not bound to righteousness, and it's your choice. And this is part of the problem with people is they they're always expecting God to do the work for them. Change my heart, oh God. No, God sits back and says, you change your heart. You change your mind. You circumcise your, your heart by you setting yourself in absolution. And then we'll give you tools necessary for you to accomplish your goal. But God's not going to do it for you, and too many people are waiting for God to be the one that's going to uh, take away sin and stop sinning. And no, that's a conscious effort that you have to make to decide that I'm going to be free from sin. Even if I fight this to the day I die, I'm going to fight it because I want the freedom from it. Why do you have war if somebody wants freedom? Because you have to fight a war to get away from that would bind you. They, they, in America, they had to fight a war against England. Otherwise, they would have still been bound to England. They had to break those ties that bind, and that's what they did. 
but they did it. And it wasn't just a few people said, okay, we're going to fight for you. And no, everybody had to come together and fight the battle because they wanted to have this freedom away from England to what you have here. But then they started to put rules in place. It says, okay, now you're free from England, but you are bound to us. Well, Benedict Arnold, was he on the one side? No, he betrayed and went to the other side. So that tells you that he didn't want to be a part of that, uh, that party anyway. So these are just huge things that people need to understand that when you're set free from sin, you are free indeed. That means that you are free from sin, that you, you are truly not going to sin because you're going to be righteous because you've bound yourself to righteousness. It's, it's a fact of it. And unfortunately, you know, you see it in this country. People think that they have the freedom to berate people and to, uh, you know, they, they got all these protests and then you got counter protesters and everybody's getting violent with each other. And, uh, I happened to see something, uh, that caught my attention not too long ago at the local courthouse here that, uh, I drove by one day and there were several people outside with signs. They were uh, protesting and their protest was uh, against guns. And here's what the sign said. Stop gun violence. And as soon as I drove by, I was like, look at the hypocrisy in that. The heck with uh, people getting in fistfights, violence. Set aside people stabbing each other to death in violence. Set aside all the other violent acts that take place. We've got we've to have this uh, stop gun violence. If you're going to put an aspect out there to stop violence, it should be a peaceful protest to say, let's stop all violence but i get i i know what their uh their end game is is they want gun control before there were guns there were knives before there were knives there were rocks people are going to kill people no matter what you have and i'm not going to sit and uh put myself on either side of the issue the because the reality is is that this is what we're talking about is freedom you have the freedom to protest against something that you don't agree with. But a lot of times people don't realize that you're still bound to, well, we want to stop gun violence, but that doesn't stop me from getting mad at my wife and uh, beating her or, you know, uh, having well, somebody else made me mad and, and I beat them up. And, and so we justify that type of violence instead of, no, how about we strive to have a society where there is no violence? Well, the reality is, is that in order to have that, you have to have everybody to be free from violence. And as long as you have criminals and as long as you have people who are uh, losing their temper and having fits of rage, you're not going to be free from that. 
Now, you can set your mind that you're not going to be violent, but you can't stop everybody else. And in order to stop the violent people, it has to be met with the same measure. There, there has to be a balance which in, within the midst of it. And so when we talk about uh, freedom, the thing that I stress the most is that freedom is not free. It never was. It never will be. And freedom is not the fact that you're free to do absolutely anything and everything that you want to do. And people know this. They want it that way for themselves. But when somebody else comes against me, now I want you to uh, give them a punishment for it because because they were wrong and they did this. But forget all the times of the things that I did wrong. And this is why we don't want to hold records of wrongs. This is why we want to live peaceably. For what? So that we can live in the freedom, the thing that we're freed from to be bound to the thing that we're not freed from. And so whatever freedom you think you have, you may be free from that thing, but you're bound to another set of rules. It's an absolute fact that you cannot, even if it's your own set of rules, you are bound to that. And if you have people say you're a leader of a gang and you have people there that have freed themselves from law-abiding citizenship, then you're going to be okay with that, but you're only going to be okay with that until they cross you. Once they cross you, that now we got a problem. You don't have the freedom to, to, to speak to me like that, or you don't have the freedom to come after me like that because I'm not going to tolerate it. Why? Well, I thought, I thought you said I was free to, to, I. Uh, do what I wanted to do. No, that that's not the case. And you must free yourself with, if, if somebody is, is let out of prison, their freedom from prison, if they are truly freed from prison is because they made a conscious mind and heart change that I will never go back to that place again. I will never go back there. So you spend the rest of your life binding yourself to the rules that will keep you out of that place. But if you don't make that decision, even though you're, you're supposed set free, you're not free. And unfortunately, too many people in Christianity think that they've been freed but they haven't because they didn't bind themselves to God. And the proof is, do you sin? Yes. Okay. You're not bound to God. You still have your, your freedom away from God, your freedom not to be godly. And that's why people will make it out as a license to sin rather than, no, I don't have a license to sin anymore. When I was in the other side, and I didn't want to have anything to do with God, I had a license to sin. But now I don't have a license to sin. And if you don't have a license to sin, you must not sin or you'll pay the price for sin when it comes time to stand before the judge. And last time I checked, 
The wages of sin is death, and that is death eternal. So if the wages of sin is death and you commit sin, then you're going to have eternal death. You have to find a place of transformation. And it's not an aspect, I don't boast about it, uh, like, it's what, what, look what I've done. I don't sin. No, I, it's like Paul said, I, it's not I who do it. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. So it's, it's, I bound myself. And so in that binding myself to God, now I'm going to beat my body of flesh into submission. I'm going to make my body submit to the rules of God, therefore, I will live righteous before God, and I will not sin anymore. I've got a new outlook on a, a scripture that I just spoke earlier, and just getting information, just discernment with the help of Yah, that think about how this scripture hits your ears now after what we just talked about. When the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. But if you don't set yourself free by I'm going to leave this life of sin, I'm not going to do these things, then you can't be set up in a way to be bound to him. It, what came to mind was, is that that's putting it as though, well, Messiah just does the work. He sets me free. Well, his work was done so that we have the ability to be set free from the life of sin, because if he didn't do his work, then we wouldn't be have the ability to be set free. So we do our part then we are able to then be set free and take hold of the work that's been laid out for us. So it, it, it's not putting it to where God just sets us free and that's it. It's because of you walking in repentance and obedience and trust that because of that, you walking as Messiah did, then because of his work, you'll be set free. It's not a all, well, God just does it all and I'm just set free because I made this decision. No, you've got to do your part in order to be set free because think about it, you're in jail. When are you paroled? Well, you do your part to show that you've turned from this life of being here. I don't want to be here anymore. I, I denounce, renounce this way of living, and I see that you're rehabilitated. Then I see that then I'll set you free. But until then, I'm seeing you living this way. You're not being set free from anything. You're still bound to sin. So it, it just makes me think of we've got to do our part in order for y'all to do their part. And want to switch us over to the the aspect of being dependent on God because what we leave is now we're bound to something else and this came to mind in regards to what Yah does instead of being independently dependent Yah gives us responsibility in walking with them because they teach us their truth and then okay now you've been you've shown that you're able to be responsible so now I'm going to give you control and I'm going to give you the ability to walk this faith and live it. We're still here, but we've taught you, you're walking in it, and we're going to allow you to make decisions and be self-controlled to where you don't need to come to us for every little thing, every single question. Now you need help. We're, we're here for the help, but it's just like with, this just came to mind with Yeshua and Nicodemus that you're a teacher in Israel and you don't know these things that Yah is teaching us and we gain knowledge and wisdom. And then we take that and then we live the godly life and Yah is here with us, but it's just like you're, 
you grow up from a child to an adult and now you're a responsible adult that now you live it and you still remain dependent on Yah because we're dependent on the truth of God and the ways of God. But now we get the opportunity to show our dependency by living the faith because Yah doesn't come to us and say, all right, Phil, make sure you get your alarm set. It's five o'clock, four o'clock. Make sure that you go to the podcast. Make sure that you go to the gathering on time. Make sure that, well, well, no, you're, you're walking in a walking in maturity and faith. So now, no, we don't need to bring those things to your attention because you've proven genuine in it. So leaving the life of sin, like you said, you are not free to go and do the things that you used to do. Now you go by the guidelines of Yah, the, and we said this before, the grace of God isn't do whatever you want to do. Well, I can just do whatever I want because I'm under grace. No, it says, no, you've, you used to walk in sin. Don't walk any longer in it. You walk in the grace of God. There's guidelines in the grace of God that says you don't sin. You walk in holiness. You walk in truth. You're to not complain. So the grace of God, the ability to be able to have faith is, no, you walk in faith in God that though there's certain things that you must do, but you do them because you want to do them. And there's certain things that you must not do because you've left that life. Now you're bound to God and righteousness that there's a, a way of living that you must live. And that's why the word gives us information, gives us instruction on how to live the godly way, because those that are listening and that are seeking with all their heart that you really want to know the truth and you really want to know the godly living, this is the guidelines for godly living. If somebody doesn't want this, then just keep on doing what you're doing in the world. You can live in, in this world, you have the freedom to live whatever life you want. But if you choose a life of God, this isn't about you doing everything you want. But it is interesting that once you are walking in faith, that we can now say that we do do what we want to do, but make sure that what you want to do lines up with the word of God and you're walking in truth. Make sure that's your desire to that's really your choice to do what you want. So it's not a, it transforms from a selfish, I'm going to do what I want to a selfless. I'm going to do this because it's right, fair, and just. That's what I desire to do. And this is what I want to do. So we can't really get away from saying, you know, I don't do what I want to do, but it's a responsible doing what you want to do because it lines up with the ways of God. And that is your desire to do is you do what you want to do. Uh, it's not a flip it. No, you can't tell me what to do. No, that that's, that's not the way of God. That's the way of self. So get yourself away from that, but we should very specifically in face. So I'm doing what I want to do, but what I want to do is lines up with the truth of God. Well, in the scripture that you had brought out, the, uh, when the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. Uh, that's an area where people will get confusion in it. Well, he set me free. He did it. He set me free. No, what you don't understand is he's the grace. So he's the open door, but you have to walk through that door. So yes, when you've walked through that door, when you've walked to the other side and you live a life without sin, then the son has set you free. But you, again, we, we can't 
say this enough. You have to do your part. You can't just sit and think that, well, Messiah died and he set me free, so there's nothing I have to do. No, in order for you to enjoy the grace, in order for you to enjoy the freedom, you have to choose that you want to be free. And not only do you have to choose that you want to be free, you have to walk through that door knowing that I'm freeing myself from sin, but I'm binding myself to God, which means I have a full agreement with everything of God, their laws, their rules, their everything that's in place, that I'm going to abide by them and I'm going to live them. And you you must do that. And that's where there's some confusion because people would say, well, the Bible says he sets you free and he's the one that sets you free. Yes, he is. He is the grace of God that when you walk as he did, you're living his life, he sets you free. But you have to do your part in this aspect of freedom. And you, when you spoke about the dependency and, and you uh, went through the aspects of uh, high school, and what's interesting is that the objective goal of elementary school is to give you the fundamentals, give you the base of what you need to carry out the rest of your education. Now, as you advance and you move forward, you will learn more about the fundamentals and how to apply those fundamentals in order to achieve the goal that you're reaching, but you have to apply them. You have to do the work within them. And when we talk about uh, being dependently free with God means that we are dependent on God always, but as we mature, we have more uh, freedom to use the things that we've been taught to discern. And the higher you go in the education, it's like in elementary school, you don't get the same freedoms in elementary school that you do in high school and or middle school. And then the same freedoms you had in middle school, you get more freedoms when you're in high school. And then from high school to college, it's another completely because we're not, we're not standing over top of you trying to be your mommy and you got to figure it out. And you either figure it out and do the work necessary to pass, or you don't figure it out and you fail. And then you'll be expelled or removed from the college. And why? Because you didn't really desire that learning so you didn't stick with the dependency on what you've been taught and it's always good to go back to the teacher and when you have questions about something and you ask questions about well how does this work and okay well this works with this and this okay so the next time that comes up you don't have to go back and ask again because you've already gotten information from Yah that you and you're dependent on that information that now I still depend on them, but I have the freedom to make the same decision because we've already been through that. And so when you have dependency on God, just like you have dependency on the fundamentals you learn in elementary school, 
the objective goal is that you learn how to apply those more and more in your life. And when you apply those more and more in your life, that is what gives you the ability to walk it out, to live it out, and to be able to uh, solve the higher equations that are going to come in life. And you're not going to have to go back to uh, Abba and Ima every single time something comes up. No, you do that in elementary school. You get in college, your professor's going to be like, you got the book and you've been in one of the lectures, figure it out. You either figure it out or you don't. We're giving you the information necessary. We're not going to sit here and Yes, if you come to me occasionally with questions, but you come to me uh, 20 times during a uh, lecture or during a, a class asking simple questions that you should already know the answers to, no, no, we're, we're not, that's not what we're about. You're supposed to be mature now, and that maturity gives you the ability to have a little more freedom, but that freedom doesn't allow you to go outside of the fundamentals that you've been taught. No, you must use the fundamentals, mathematics. If you're doing math problems, you must use the math, the uh, fundamentals of math in order to solve that problem. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to solve it. That, that's a fact of it. And so with the dependency, that truly, and I think it would be better for us to say that like with this country and with faith in God, that it's a it's a declaration of dependence it is both a declaration of independence and a declaration of dependence because look at the way the declaration is written you're uh, declaring independence from great britain but you are declaring a dependency towards america because now these are the rules. These are the guides. This is the constitution that we're going to go by. These are the rules that you must follow. And if you don't follow them, well, you're a traitor. And that means that you never actually accepted the freedom from the uh, country that you left. And it's the exact same thing with Yah. You know, that's why we long for a country, not our own. And we don't look for it here because we know that it doesn't exist here. The country that we belong to is the kingdom of Yah. And that's who I'm going to be loyal to. That's who, where my dependency is going to be. And I'm not free in God to do whatever it is that I want to do and think that in the end that God's going to say, Oh, okay. Well, you did all these things that we told you not to do and you didn't follow the rules, but, oh, well done, good and faithful servant. Come on in. No, no, absolutely not. In order for you to get the well done, good and faithful servant, you will have to have abided by the rules and regulations that you decided to put your dependency in. And if you didn't follow those, you don't get to stay. That's the reality of it. Well, you will know this from your coaching background, and this goes along with the the wording because we we have words that we use and we don't know what they mean. If I say that a football player 
is going to be inactive. What does that mean? Does that mean they're going to play? No. It means that they're not going to be active in the games. Inactive is a the prefix of independent that they're it's a, it is because it, I just thought about it because we talk about words, the word of God, that how can you understand if you don't have word, you don't have language, that it's a declaration of non-dependence on England anymore. And now it's a dependence on God. <clears throat> and I had this further thought on when the sun sets you free. Well, I did have a thought it will come by the, um, but it just made me think of the, the words that we use that we say, because think about it, when we say independently, dependent, well, that can't be because you're either dependent or you're independent. So we're not to be independent of God. We're to be dependent on God. So it, what it's made me think of is that it's like Yah has given freedom to dwell in dependency. But what we're doing is we're giving you, because it makes sense of what is self-control is taking the lessons that we've taught you and you control yourself. We're not going to control you because we're giving you the information so that you control yourself just like we do. Because do you want somebody telling you what to do every, no, you'd be like, no, I got it. Just let me, oh, let me have control. But we're not going to do that until we can see clearly that you understand the teaching and you're applying the teaching. Then you're going to be released so that you can have the self-control that you can do what is right and not us having to tell you every five seconds what to do, how to do it. Cause how many times have you heard this in the world? Don't tell me what to do. Well, do people really want you to not tell them what to do? It's how you tell them because people do want to be told what to do, but it's just, all right, I got it. I got it. No, you need to just let me figure it out. And that's what you is saying is figure this out. You can, and you need, you need some assistance. Just like, well, at times that, because, you know, I've been talking to you about this toilet that I've been working on in my house that Phil do, and Sean, we've already talked about this. You've already diagnosed it. Fix it. Well, I just want to look, I'm not telling you anymore. I've already told you, you've got to do the work in it. I, you keep coming back to me. I'm going to tell you, do this, do that, that you've gotten to a point now, if you had no idea how to do it, all right, we'll go step by step and I'll show you how to do it. But once you just like, once you've been enlightened, and tasted the word of God that Yah's not going to come to you and say, Hey, do this, do that. Because why do I have to do that? Hasn't our word taught you the way of righteousness? So you know what to do. So just do it. That, that proves your faith that you're continuing to do this. We don't need to come to you because if we do, there's an issue of, have you not been listening? Have you not been applying the information in this? And this just a, this concept is because you hear, yeah, today's a day of freedom because how many people today will set off fireworks and different things and have no idea why they're doing what they're doing other than, well, it's, it's the 4th of July. You just celebrate. Well, what are you celebrating? Well, we're free. Well, but do you understand what you're celebrating? And that it just tells me more. Speak what you know, know what you speak. Why are you doing the things that you're doing? Why are you celebrating something that you don't even know what you're celebrating? Know what you're doing. So that, okay, well, I'm celebrating this day because of this. I'm celebrating the Passover because of this. I'm celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles because of this. I'm celebrating the Day of Atonement because of this, as opposed to you just, well, it's a day off and you just go to the park and you set off fireworks. But think about 
their celebration back at that time of we're finally we're free from the control of England and we're going to celebrate. But then you just sit around and do nothing. And well, what do we do now? We free from them, but do we have any rules? Do we have anything we're living by? Like you said, with the constitution that no, we'll just, we'll just be lawless. Well, well, it's interesting because they left England because they wanted the freedom to do what they wanted to do. But yet they came to this country and forced the people who were already here to do what they were doing. So in essence, they just created another entity that would bring somebody else a position of wanting to be freed from that. And even to the point of we had the Civil War. But that's the thing that they came over here because they didn't want to be told that they can't do these certain things. And they freed themselves from that. But then they enslaved the Native American Indian that, well, you have to start following our rules. And if you don't, then you're going to pay the price for it. So they were enslaving another nation in order to gain what their perception of freedom was. But in your perception of freedom, you were taking freedom away from somebody else or the opportunity because then you're forcing them. And we have uh, greater weapons and we were able to overthrow the Indians. And well, how fair was that? You know, and again, that just goes back to you got to be careful what you're freeing yourself from because you don't realize that when you free yourself from something else, you not only bind yourself, but you try to bind other people to into that same freedom. It's we see it all in when people are trying to just put out there this their they have this accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Now I got to tell everybody, got to put it in your face. So you're taking the freedom that you had and you're trying to force it on me. So you're trying to enslave me to something that I don't want. And you don't care because, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's not what Messiah did. Messiah went to the ones or spoke to the ones that came to him that were seeking him, that were whether they were seeking him to seek the truth or they were seeking to um, trap him or whatever it was, they were coming to him. He wasn't trying to force the freedom because he knew that the freedom is, I give you the opportunity for freedom from sin but I know that you have to choose to walk through that door. And if you walk through that door, you will not sin. And in the process of walking up to the door and getting through the door, you will continually be despising and hating that sin so that that will prove that you despise sin. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what is right according to God, and I'm going to live a righteous life. And so in that process, you have the forgiveness of the sin that you have, but you are still in, under sin. You have to get to that point where you walk through the door where, okay, now, because you walk through that door, 
the work of Messiah now encompasses you, and now you have been set free from that. But if you've been set free from that, you're no longer permitted to walk in those old ways. And if you uh, walk in those old ways and think that you can't get away from sin, then that's a problem, that, that you haven't been set free from sin. You've been set free to where you think, well, okay, well, I'm free. I can do whatever I want now. No, you don't have a license for immorality when you're freed from sin. When the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. You can be free and be in a prison cell. Paul, and I can't remember the exact story, that the they had something to happen to where the, the jail doors were open and he was still remaining in the prison. And it made me think of the freedom of this, that because of faith in God, that let's just say you and I are taken to jail. And people say, well, you're not free, you're in prison. No, I'm free. And I'm in this jail because of the truth of God. And and I'm free, even though I'm sitting in this prison, because how long did Paul free and according to God, and he's sitting in a prison cell somewhere to where, because there's a lot of people that you go to jail, and you actually find true faith in God. And, but you're, because of my actions, I'm in this prison physically, that I'm going to pay the price until I die. But because God has set me free, I'm free from sin that I'm still in this jail cell, but I'm free. So it's, it just makes me think of it's a spiritual condition where you've been set free that how many things are you still a prisoner of in your lower conscience that you don't see that you think you're walking around with freedom, but your programming is keeping you in this prison of not accepting the truth of God. And are you still suppressing the truth? And then therefore you're keeping yourself in prison when you have a way of escape, but you keep closing the door on the escape because of you won't listen and apply the truth of God. So the depth of this is huge. And on a day where we focus on freedom, that, yeah, it'd be like us saying this, well, I've got faith in God, so I can just do anything that I want. And no, because does this go against what God says? I'm not doing that, even though I have freedom, because it, it mentions that it talks about uh, heavenly Jerusalem, that the Jerusalem above is free. Well, yeah, that it's set apart. It's holy. It's not. It's free from a life of corruption and sin and all these things. So you want the holy living? Go and look at what the word of God says about holy living. Look at all the details that Yah gave to Moses in the Torah about set apart living. And you want to know that that there's rules and regulations? Look at all the, the guidelines on cleanliness and all these different things that don't think that you want to be a part of the family of God, that these are the things you stay away from. Put away all malice and arguments and well no i can argue i've got i'm got freedom no you have freedom to not fight because it says where do fights and quarrels come from among you it's because of these things do everything without complaining put a you know put away all malice and put on messiah and so there's rules and guidelines as you walk in freedom from the old life and it's good and it's fair and it's just but what I'm getting, just one of the overall things just as we're speaking, is freedom, 
just like you said, freedom is not free because in the word it says we were bought with the price. Well, the price was the son of God in his life. So don't take it lightly that because we're referred to as the purchased possession, we're the children of God that in Messiah, we were bought at a price that we're the children of God and they're coming for us. So act like obedient children. Don't act like lawless people. Don't do that. Why would, why do we think that God would go in and tell them to destroy men, women, and children? Because if you don't, you will do the things that they do because of the programming and the things that they do that you see, get rid of all that because it's going to contaminate you and you're going to do the things that they do. So get rid of all that stuff, get rid of the idolatry, get rid of the, the wrong ways that they're doing. So this journey of faith is don't think that, yeah, I, I do this certain thing and then I have this freedom and no, just, if you make a decision that you're going to seek God with all your heart and you go through with that, that you're going to learn about the kingdom of God and there's things that God wants us to do, doesn't want us to do. And you must adhere to these guidelines in order to be able to have faith in God. And if you don't, then it proves that you don't have faith in God. So this isn't a freedom doesn't mean that there's no rules. There's no laws, things like that. No, it just means that you're transferring your, like you said, your loyalty, your slavery to somebody else. Yeah. We couldn't just go to Iceland and say, well, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And Iceland will say, Hey, you were doing this. And well, I didn't know that that was the law of, I well, you know, you're going to go to jail because you didn't have respect for where you're going. So if anybody listening, you don't get anything out of this, that this one thing is that freedom is not free. Freedom doesn't mean you do everything that you want to do that you're just transferring your loyalty, wherever that is, you're either going to be loyal to self, which is sin, or you're going to be loyal to God, which is righteousness and just find which path you want to choose. Where do you want to walk in? And unfortunately the misunderstanding about freedom is you think that where you are, you're free. And here's what, needs to be known freedom is about what you left freedom is not about what you're going to you you are freed from that which you left and if you are truly free from that which you have left then that life no longer belongs to you anymore you no longer live that life if you have a alcoholic who is freed, they have freed themselves from the ties and binds of alcohol, they can't go back and drink anymore. So it's about what they can, they can't drink alcohol, but they can drink water or milk or sodas or whatever else that they choose to drink, but they can't drink the alcohol if they're freed from the alcohol, if they're truly free from it, then you will not go back to it. It's not about where you are now because where you are now, well, you're not free to drink alcohol. You can drink these other things, but you need to look, are they beneficial for me? Is it more, uh, more beneficial for me to drink 
soda or water or soda or milk or, you know, just going through the evaluations of it. But that's the whole concept is that with freedom, freedom is not for what you're going to. No, you're bound to what you're going to. You're freed from the old way. So if you're freed from the old way of life, then you're freed from sin. And if you're freed from sin, you will not sin, period. That's that's a fact of it. You will not sin because you've been set free from sin. But you must, because you've bound yourself to righteousness, you must live righteous in order that you carry out your freedom from sin. And if you continue to sin, then you haven't freed yourself from sin, and therefore you don't have it. But freedom is not about, okay, well, I got away from that, so where I am now, I can do anything I want because I'm free. I'm free. Well, if I'm free from alcohol, I'm free from it, so I can do anything I want where I'm at. I can go drink alcohol, and it's okay. No, you can't because you, and people know this from a worldly perspective, but they don't correlate it to the reality of the faith perspective when we talk about freedom. And if you evaluate within your own life, you really don't want freedom to be just completely anybody can do whatever they want to do because one, we wouldn't have morality. And two, you don't want people coming at you with things that you don't want. If somebody doesn't want to hear the gospel message, why would I cram it down their throat rather than if they're open to it? All right, let's talk. But if they're not, okay, I'm going about my business. The only time uh, to say something would be if you know with absolution that God made it clear that you're going to say this to this person and that would be it. But you don't want freedom for everybody else. You just want for yourself to be able to do what you want to do and feel like you're going to be okay. And that is not the case. And it is not what freedom is about. And when I look at freedom, I don't look at freedom from this country. You know, I'm free from the binds of other countries because I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't have to follow their rules in this country. I have to follow the rules of this country. But how many people want to break the rules in this country just because you don't agree with them? The, uh, Israelites were given the opportunity of freedom in bondage. Freedom in bondage. When the Babylonians were coming for them to take them into exile, and God told the people, surrender to them, go with them. And if you do that, I will give you the freedom to live in the land and to have, you know, to have things. And it's not going to be an oppressed perspective. As long as you walk in my commands, I will give you this freedom. But the ones who didn't walk in those commands didn't get that freedom. The ones that fought against the Babylonians when they came, 
they got destroyed because God said, don't do it. And you think, well, I have the freedom. I can do what I want to do. No. Yeah, you can do what you want to do. But there's going to be a penalty and a price that you pay for doing what you do. And hopefully the consequence is the good consequence because you did what was right according to God, and then you're allowed entrance into the kingdom. But you must do what is right according to God, and why would you not if that's what you truly have set your mind and your heart in? And unfortunately, people are taught that except Jesus is Lord and Savior, you're free. Because the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. So accept Him as Lord and Savior, and it's done. And that right there is a, a a big lie, and people buy into it and they accept it. And yeah, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. But the Bible says, "In Him there is no sin." But I'm free. Who's right? You were the Bible. And so, just as people listen to this, really evaluate the depth of of not just freedom, but all different areas of your life. What does this really mean? What does it really mean for me to be free? And what am I free from? And what am I bound to? If I'm free from this, I've got to be bound to something else. And so we want to make sure that what we loose on earth is loosed because of the absolute truth of God and whatever we bind on earth we want to make sure is bound because of the absolute truth of God. And therefore, we will be okay in the eyes of God because we are walking in the freedom away from the uh, opposition to God. We are free from opposition to God. And if I'm free from opposition to God, I cannot bring up any uh, accusation against God. Whoa. I don't think it's fair. Why did God do all these things to all the, the men, women, and children in the past? And I don't understand. That's not that's not right. That's and it's like, well, you're not walking in the reality of the freedom that that God gives you because God's giving you freedom away from the other stuff. And if you recognize that, then you understand these other concepts as well. I have this visual picture in my mind. I'll bring out and like keep circling around and just keeps coming to mind about Messiah setting you free, had a picture of a prison and you're in prison because you're, you have sin in your heart. So you're, you're a a slave to sin, but you want to get away from it. And this is again, the importance of following the order of things that you must go through the first covenant to get into the renewed covenant. And we know that the word says that no one comes to Messiah unless the father draws that person. Well, you're in prison and you make a decision in your mind that you do not want to live and you will not live the life of sin anymore, that you're going to live the life of righteousness. That's you. That's what you want to do. And that's what you set your mind in. Well, when you're in prison, that you've got the warden and just made me think of Abba as the warden. And you have to have fear of the warden because if you don't do right, then the warden's going to be there and you're going to be corrected and you're going to be, you know, if you're not in good with the warden, then you're in bad shape. And it was just sticking out of my mind about when the sun sets you free. So I'm looking at Messiah as the door out of the prison. Well, you're not going to even be brought to the door to be released 
until you've been proven genuine that you're worthy of being released because you you've set your mind and you've been walking in repentance. And it made me think of this, like somebody's in prison and they just say, release me. And what's the warden going to say? I'm not releasing you. Well, no, you need to set me free. No, I'm not setting you free until you've been proven faithful and worthy to be set free. And just as you, it was just resonating in my mind that you must walk the life of Messiah to show that, okay, I can see by looking at your life that you do not want to sin anymore and you desire to do what is right and get away from all this and you've been tested in it, then I will set you free because I can see that when you when you are set free that you will not depart from it, that you're not just giving me lip service on set me free and, and I'll do good. Yeah, I'll do it. And no, you can't pull the wool over Yah's eyes. You're not going to be able to deceive them that, well, yeah, I said it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you rehabilitated? Yeah, I'm rehabilitated. Yep. I am. Yeah. Just set me free. And no, I'm going to watch your life. And you had made this statement yesterday. Time will tell you, you, you prove to me your rehabilitation mindset. Then I will bring you to the door, which Messiah is referred to as the door. I'll bring you to the door and set you free. But know this, when you walk through that door, your mindset is you're never coming back in here again. And if that isn't your steadfast mindset, I'm not even going to bring you to him to set you free anyway, because you're set free from this. He's going to show you the life of obedience. So you're set free from this and you go through this door. You're going into the door of obedience to God. That's your mindset. You stay in that and you never leave it. And just made me think of the, the barrier that in him now you cross over to the renewed covenant, which is by the, the heart, by the spirit that in him now, this is your very being now is obedience to God. And it's a good place to be, but you're not going to enter that until you've been proven on this side first. So you have to be proven in the first covenant first to be able to be released, to go into the renewed covenant, which is just a continuation. It's just giving you the eternal side, the spiritual side of it. So you must learn on this side in prison first to be worthy, to be set free to the other side. But people just say, well, I, I said this prayer and I'm set free. And no, you're sitting in the same cell with Abba as the warden and that written code is in place and that written code will keep you in that prison until you decide that you're going to get away from it. But you realize that I can't escape this prison on my own. I, I have to be released by God. I cannot get out of this on my own. And well, yeah, I'll convince God by doing these righteous things. No, you've got sin in your heart. I don't care what you think you do. That's going to earn you out of this prison. You're stuck in prison and you are lost and you must depend on me. So you have to depend on me in order to get out of this prison. But you've got to be, what you have to do is you have to be independent. You have to turn from self in order to, for you to release you. So I'm, this is a, a beautiful picture. Just thinking about prison that just because you say you're sorry, doesn't mean you're sorry. Your sorrow, your true repentance is going to show in your actions that you really mean what you say. And that's what y'all is looking at when they see the proof and the actions, then they'll make a decision that I'll take you and release you. But I'm not just going to release anybody just because you say you're sorry. No, you're going to have to prove it to me in order for me to do this because 
that if you truly want to leave this life of sin, because we've said this before, that sin is a direction, and so is righteousness. Repentance towards God is you turn direction, you you leave the life of sin, and you walk in the direction of God. It's not because if you say you still sin, then you're not walking in the direction of God. It, you're You're still walking in this direction. You can't walk two directions at the same time. Just like, can you drink fresh water and salt water? Do they come out of the same opening? No, you're either going to be in the fresh water or you're going to be in the salt water, that they shouldn't be mixed together, meaning you shouldn't claim faith in God and then say it's okay to continue to sin. Then you're mixing the two waters. You're not, or the two springs. You're not supposed to do that. But I'm just seeing this as this is again bringing us back to the gospel message is the gospel message is there's responsibility in it. There's things that you have to do. You walking in the truth of God doesn't mean you do everything that you want to do. It means you're willing to do whatever Yah wants you to do. And then therefore you've got to change direction. So this, I agree, this is something if people are thinking that, well, yeah, I've been set free and no, but understand what the freedom that we've been given is because freedom has responsibility that we have a responsibility to God. We've been entrusted with the gospel that freedom brings responsibility. Don't neglect that. Don't take advantage of it. Do what is right. Because just like anything, if you, you go to your job and you stop doing what you're supposed to do, then you could, you could be fired. You could lose your job. And you have a threefold aspect of freedom that comes along with the faith journey that you first free yourself from self so you repent to abba you you so your freedom is from self which gives you the ability to repent to abba then once you've repented then you have the ability to free yourself from disobedience but if you free yourself from disobedience, you must be obedient. You you can't continue to be disobedient, and then, uh, then that leads you to to be free from mistrust, and that is the uh, the last step in the process of the immersions, and you're through Father, Son, and Spirit. And those things, each one of them gives you a freedom from something else, but you can't continue to live in that what you were freed from. If if I'm freed from self, then, and I repent to God, that means it's not about me anymore, it's about God. And if I start making it about me, then I don't, I, I'm not free from me. And then but I can only walk in the freedom of disobedience if I have been freed from myself. I have to be free, be freed from my myself within my mind in order to have the freedom to be obedient. <clears throat> and obedience, it means that you do everything the Father tells you to do. It doesn't mean that you, you have to meet a certain standard when you do it. No, obedience is God asks you to do something, I'm going to do it, period, end of it. 
if I don't do it from what I think is a perfect scale, doesn't matter because I'm still doing the obedience perspective because I've been set free from disobedience. And then the same thing with the aspect of trust. And so each step in the process that we talk about in the gospel message of how you have to go to Abba first, and then you have to go to Messiah, and then you have to go to Mother, well, each one precedes the other because you can't have obedience if you you can't obey somebody else if you haven't done away with yourself and set your mind to agree with them fully. And if you agree with them fully, then you forego, well, it doesn't matter how this makes me feel because I've done away with that. And then, of course, the obedience and the trust aspect as well. So those were just a couple things that I lingered in my mind there as the aspect of freedom as well because this is just important for people to understand and if you're seeking god with all of your heart you must know that when you free yourself from one thing you are binding yourself to something else and your actions will prove which one you're bound to it will prove whether you have left the old way or it will prove whether you have remained with the old way it's really uh, that you can't get away from it that your actions will tell on yourself and it will tell whether you're doing what is right and it will tell whether you're doing what is wrong well we had talked about this recently in our church gathering that we have which people refer to as praise and worship music to start and there's nothing wrong with praise and worship music to get your mindset in that but what Yah is looking for in regards to praise and worship is you living the godly life and in your actions. See, that's the thing. In our actions is what shows our faith. It's not what we say that shows our faith. It's it's what we do. Abraham, what showed his faith was when he put Isaac on the altar. Well, yeah, God, I'm going to put him on the altar. I'm going to put him on the altar. I'm going to put him on the altar. But until he does it, that's when the angel said, Abraham, stop. Well, because we know now your faith that you fear the Lord because you were willing to do what he said, you actually did it. And the word that came up was, it was a song that I exalt thee. Well, you can say, God, I exalt you, God, I exalt you, but you live your life of sin. You can't exalt God. Now you're living a life not of sin and your actions, you're, you're walking, right? Yeah. You're exalting God by your living. No matter if you say it out of your mouth, you exalt God or not, or yeah, I give you praise, but what better praise is it is to do what is right, that you're beaten for doing something that was right and you take it patiently. What praise and worship to God by you taking it patiently? Because it says this is commendable. When you do right and you suffer unjustly and you take it patiently, that speaks to God. So you speak to God by not speaking anything out of your mouth at times. Now we do. This isn't saying you never say, yeah, I praise you, I lift you up. But what Yah wants to hear is he wants to hear the actions so that when you say it out of your mouth, you're already doing that anyway. And Yah even made this clear that he told the people, rend your heart, not your garments, that you're ripping your clothes to attempt to prove something to me, to, to show me that you're walking in repentance, but rend your heart and have a contrite spirit before me, have a brokenness that I'll know that that's the case. Now you tell your clothes in the process of having that eternally fine, 
But what was happening was they were pretending to God, I'm repenting and I'm ripping my clothes and I'm dumping ashes on my head, but no, I'm not, I'm not looking for that. If there's an outward sign of something that's on the inside, fine. Like you, you actually get, you go to a Creek or a river and because of your commitment, your pledge of a good conscience and you immerse yourself in water, fine. But don't sit there and say, because I immerse myself in water that I've pledged a good conscience. No, you've got it backwards. So in these things that we talk about, there's such a depth to them and there's just such a depth to understanding. And then this is just another piece that just helps people understand what true freedom in God is. And true freedom isn't saying that you're free. It's actually living and walking free. So Phil, I think this is a good stopping point. We've had a lot of good information and this is just a neat treat on a day that we would normally be just going to work that we just happen to have a day off and just changing the time in the morning. But uh, it looks like that we've got, wow, we've got quite a few people listening live, which is awesome. And, you know, people will be uh, listening at a later date, but um, no, just Phil, if there's anything you'd like to add, if not, well, nothing. Well, everybody enjoy the day and those around the world. I don't know if you celebrate like they do here in America, 4th of July, Independence Day, but realize that everybody has dependence on someone. Either you're going to depend on yourself or on God. So find a place of independence, but then after that, find a place of dependence. And our wish and really the the hope ultimately would be that those that are listening, that you will find a place to be independent of sin and be dependent on God. So until the the next podcast. Everybody have a good day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life and especially in faith is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure nonstop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.